It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 14th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you here on a Friday. We're going to talk all of you. can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode, we're going to talk all about the Orlando Magic scheme against the Chicago Bulls, a 97-91 victory. Uh, a, a frustrating victory in some ways, but a victory nonetheless. And, and as Chuck Daly used to always say, there is no such thing as an ugly win. They all count the same in the end. That last part I added on, but um, a, an important lesson nonetheless is Orlando snaps their three-game losing streak. We'll talk all about that game, uh, some of the aspects of it, maybe some of the importance of it, as well as a little bit about Jonathan Isaac, too. So lots to get into here on today's episode. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a lot to get to in the Locked On Podcast Network if you're looking to get the perspective of other teams around the league. Just like you get detailed perspective here on Locked On Magic, you can check them out over on Locked On Podcast Network. Just search for on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Let's say you want to learn what the Bulls thought about this game. Check out Locked On Bulls. You want to learn what the Jazz are thinking about as they get ready for their game against the Magic on Saturday. Check out Locked On Jazz. If you're looking for uh, the the national perspective, Locked On NBA is your home there too. And of course, Locked On Fantasy Basketball has all your fantasy needs too. Lots of different perspectives, expert opinions. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're looking for NBA, NFL, MLB, and college teams, to search for Locked On and the team you are looking for, I'm sure there is a podcast for you. In addition to this one, of course, check them all out again on iTunes to search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Orlando Magic entered Thursday night's game in a bit of a rut. There's no getting around that. The Magic have had lost three of their or had lost seven of their past ten games on a three-game losing streak. Um, there, there was a, a feeling that this is a very critical part of the season, and the Magic needed to turn their play around. Thursday's win is not likely to change many of those feelings or opinions. It, it was an ugly, ugly victory in just about every term of the word. Orlando had a nice, healthy lead to enter the fourth quarter, then gave up 12, a 12-0 run to start the fourth quarter. Nikola Vucevic had to score 12 of the Magic's 20 points in the fourth quarter. And while, yes, the defense in the fourth quarter especially was very, very good, and then the Magic, I think, won this game on their defense more than their offense, that is for sure, the Magic left a lot to be desired. This was a game where, as I said yesterday, the Magic could have come out strong and tried to put this game away. 
Um, the Bulls are our team that's struggling, and, and as, as we see with struggling teams, if you give them a little bit of hope, they're in the game because it's the NBA. Every team is talented, and the Bulls team is very talented. But if you bury them a little bit, the bad teams tend to go away. The Magic did not do that. In fact, they played extremely sloppy um, and left a lot to be desired. This was not the Magic's best effort by any stretch of the imagination. But again, it came in a win. And it came in a win mostly because of the strength of Nikola Vucevic. He scored the Magic's final 10 points. Orlando just started force-feeding him the ball more and more and more, and he kept on delivering for them more and more and more. Hitting a difficult turnaround jumper to tie the game uh, with roughly a minute to play. And then hitting a beautiful jumper off a pick and roll with about 30 seconds, with about 25, 30 seconds to play to give the Magic a two point lead. From there, he helped us c- contest a Zach Levine runner, helped dig out the rebound, and give the Magic the victory as DJ Augustin finished the game from the foul line. Nikola Vucevic has been fantastic all year long. There's no getting around that. He's put up big numbers. Uh, and, and he's been a fulcrum for this team late in this game as as it seemed like Orlando was was making some mistakes and, and kind of getting in their own way in some respects with turnovers and uh, bad shot selection and, and, and just all the things that the Magic cannot do if they want to win games. As all that seemed to be going on around him, Vucevic was just the, the, the steadfast, positive player that Orlando needs at, at almost all times. I mean, uh, Orlando certainly... Uh, benefited from Nikola Vucevic. Uh, the Magic were certainly better with Nikola Vucevic out there, uh, and 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 on both ends, honestly, because again, this was this was really an all-star performance where the Magic star player carried them to the very end. No other way to describe it. Uh, this again was not a clean game for Orlando by any stretch of the imagination. They kept getting in their way with turnovers. They had 16 on the night, including four from Evan Fournier, including several baffling turnovers down the stretch from him. You could probably credit him for a fifth because of a uh, illegal screen that Nikola Vucevic set that Fournier probably went a little early on. I, I, honestly, I don't count that against him. I think that was Vucevic trying to lean in to, to, get, to give Fournier a little bit more space. Um, but it was a, uh, a difficult game uh, for Orlando in so many ways. Just... A difficult, difficult game where the shots weren't falling. They, they were getting some open looks. Chicago shots were falling even uh, when the defense was good. And Orlando had to find a grind away, grind away to get this game. They had to find a way. And, and again, defensively, I thought they were very good. A lot of deflections. They had eight steals on the game. They had six blocks in the game. Uh, three of them from Jonathan Isaac. Three, uh, three steals and three blocks from Jonathan Isaac. So they were active and, and, and you know, for the most part, physical and engaged. Uh, you know, I don't think the Magic... Uh, were great defensively early on. I thought Chicago did make some some tough shots, but um, as the game went on, Orlando was much better defensively. Um, and, and certainly toward the end of the game, in that fourth quarter, when the starters came back in, Orlando played really strong defense, just just deflecting shots, contesting shots, and, and making it very hard. It, I mean, Orlando didn't help themselves on the offensive end, so they never really pulled away despite leading by... Six, seven, eight, nine points for most of the middle two quarters. Um, but a 12-0 run, the bench giving that up to start the fourth quarter, made this a game, and it came down to execution, plain and simple. And honestly, I don't think we'll see the Magic execute a better play than the one that was the eventual game winner for this team. Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic running a perfect pick and roll um, with Fournier drawing in the drawing in two defenders and then kicking it out to Vucevic for an easy 18-foot jumper. Um, it, 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 it was just, it was coming out of a timeout especially, 
beautiful, beautiful play design, beautiful execution. Uh, again, not much you can ask for. This Magic team has played a lot of close games this year. They've had to be sharp in these moments, and they haven't always been. Um, certainly, Evan Fournier had a few turnovers down the stretch that, that he would like back. Um, but this time around, Orlando made the plays that they had to make, and they've largely made the plays they had to make because they're, what, 9-8 and eight now, I think, in close games, or in games that are within five points of the final, final five minutes or so. Um, it, it, this is a team that that is finding ways to win. Uh, so let's let's give them the credit where credit's due. Um, but obviously, uh, a game where you wanted to see a little bit more from Magic. You wanted to see them maybe assert themselves a little bit more, have that killer instinct. But you know, you get another opportunity to do that. You don't accomplish that goal, but you still get the win, and that's ultimately all that matters. Now, Orlando has a lot to clean up. They have a lot to sharpen up before they play the Utah Jazz, a decidedly better team. I think I said I was saying this myself throughout the first and second quarter. It is a good thing the Bulls are not a better team. If the Bulls were a better team, the Magic probably would have lost this game and lost this game running away. The, the fact that they were playing the worst team in the league, and I think I can say that fairly uh, because the Suns won on Thursday, uh, playing the worst or second worst team in the league by uh, most statistical measures, the Magic were able to get away with a lot. So hopefully the focus has sharpened up a little bit. I think the intensity of the game, the, the crowd was very pro Bulls. Um, you could hear it on the radio. You could hear it on, on the broadcast. Um, they're very pro bowls, uh, and, and I think that that ratcheted up the intensity toward the end, and I think that helped the Magic focus to, to get the game down, get, game, uh, get the game in the end. Um, Orlando does have to worry about that and, and, and make sure that their intensity and their focus on every opponent is there. Utah, I think, will... I think Utah will provide a little bit more impetus and a little more energy, and you know the Magic would love to come back from Mexico City with two wins, back, get closer to 500 get ready for a, a nice, you know, long stretch at home coming up um, and, and hopefully build some wins for that playoff push. Orlando, of course, staying in playoff position, which also matters, I, I think. I, I think we were, we're at a point where we can standings watch a little bit. Um, but again, Orlando defeats the Chicago Bulls 97-91. Um, a, a, a difficult win, a gutsy win, but a win nonetheless. And that's really all that matters. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through that final box score for you real fast. Nikola Vucevic with 26 points, 10 rebounds, 11 for 21 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 2 assists for him, 2 steals as well, plus a block. Um, Surprisingly, Nikola Vucevic was one of three players who finished with a negative plus minus. Minus 3, actually the worst mark on the team. And this is why plus minus is such a tricky stat to play with, especially in single-game sample sizes. But the Magic do not win this game without Nikola Vucevic. He scored the Magic's final 10 points of the game and 12 of the Magic's 20 points in the fourth quarter. Orlando didn't have a lot of answers offensively. Evan Fournier forced some stuff. I'll talk about him in a moment. Um, But... The Magic just decided at a certain point, we've got to force everything through Vucevic. We're not, they weren't getting the ball movement. Uh, again, like I said, if, if the Magic played a better team than the Bulls, they would have lost this game. I thought the Magic's ball movement was flat. I thought the Magic's player movement and intensity on offense was flat. Um, for most of the evening, it got better as it went on, and, and I think Vucevic carried the team to the end. It was just a matter of just get the ball to Vucevic. He'll figure out what to do. I mean, putting Wendell Carter Jr. on him, 
did not work for the Bulls. Uh, he he abused the rookie pretty badly um, and, and made a bunch of tough shots and, and just his movement was great off the ball on pick and rolls. Uh, and, you know, again, these are games we're expecting from Nikola Vucevic now. I mean, it's the Bulls, so I don't want to say this fully, but the kind of performance Nikola Vucevic had in this game is why I think he's he's going to end up being an all-star in, in a couple of weeks um, or when the all-stars get named at, at the end of January. Um, I, I think that that he is well on his way there with the Magic in playoff positioning, uh, a lack of maybe front court players. I haven't sat down and, and listed out who I think my all-stars are. I, I may, it may be time for me to do that over Christmas. Um, but uh, Nikola Vucevic certainly has a strong case to be an all-star, and, and this is the exact kind of game that shows why he is getting uh, whispered in that in that discussion already. Um, you know, DJ Augustin honestly said it best after the game um, uh, in the press conference that, you know, we know how good Nikola Vucevic is. Now the rest of the league is is catching up to it. And, and you know, Nikola Vucevic is very self-deprecating, um, kind of, you know, he's sitting next to DJ Augustin, kind of, kind of uh, you know, poking him a little bit at, 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 at that time too. So, um, you know, couldn't happen to a better guy in my opinion. Uh, and, and, you know, Nikola Vucevic is, is stepping up in a big way for this team. The rest of the team, though, if, if Nikola Vucevic was 11 for 21, the rest of the team, just 23 of 61. So, uh, you know, really few players shooting better than 50%, or at least few players that that shot a lot, and, and certainly two uh, that matter did not shoot particularly well. Aaron Gordon, 2 for 11 from the floor, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, just 8 points for him. Just a difficult offensive game. For whatever reason, Gordon could not finish his shots. He could not make jumpers. Um, he, he really, when he tried to go to the basket, he was forcing things. And while he didn't turn the ball over, and I think at a certain point, Gordon just kind of realized, this isn't my night. I'm going to keep the ball moving. Um, I still think there were moments where he had tunnel vision, where his passing wasn't crisp and clean. But seven assists is nothing to sneeze at. Gordon has is, is upped his assists. He's upped his passing. I don't think it's a natural thing for him yet. I still think that sometimes he focuses a little bit too much on scoring. And again, he did that a little bit in this game. But he is trying very... I mean, give Gordon this credit. He is trying very, very hard to break out of the bad habits that that I think had people doubting him a little bit last year. And he's not all the way there. It's been an inconsistent year for him. Um, you know, I think a lot of us hoped and expected him to be the one to take the All-Star leap this year. Uh, we know that he certainly has that potential. But he hasn't reached that yet. And, 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 and you know, 22 two 23-year-old player, still got some growing to do. And I think Gordon is is, is growing and, and taking some lumps, but uh, uh, being able to still contribute both on defense and on offense the way Gordon did, despite his poor shooting, definitely a good sign for him. Uh, you know, it wasn't a good game for Aaron, uh, but he found a way to contribute uh, and, and found a way to to make an impact on the game without his scoring, which I think is, is still very valuable. I know I've talked about that here in the past. Jonathan Isaac also struggling from the floor, two for seven from the field, five for five from the foul line, three rebounds, three steals, three blocks, five fouls, and ten points. Um, Isaac, his offense is has a long way to go. I, I don't think we're we're anywhere near that. Um, I would say the big difference with him is his confidence offensively. I don't mind him taking shots. Um, I like that he feels comfortable enough to take shots. Uh, you know, the first step to having good shot selection is to be comfortable taking shots. So you, when you get that opportunity, you take them. Um, he's making some bad decisions with his shot selection right now, but again, confidence is huge for him, and I think he's he's willing to take those shots as a good sign. 
because he's still making such a huge impact on the defensive end. Um, certainly, he's had the moments where he's looked a little jumpy and looked a little bit like a rookie and, and making some mistakes, but he's also uh, had lots of moments where he deflects passes and makes defensive plays that no one else is making. Um, you know, it, it, it's a small thing, but blocking Zach Levine's dunk when Levine's trying to stat, pad stats, it, it shows that he's not giving up on any play, that he's not uh, going to sit back and, and, and kind of give up easy baskets, which I like that mentality. Um, but he did plays, he made plays like that throughout the whole game. Um, you know, three blocks, nothing to sneeze at. Three steals, nothing, or three steals, nothing to sneeze at. He is, is making a lot of very good plays for this Magic team. And, and while, again, while he's scoring is not maybe where the Magic want it to be, he's able to get to the line five times, which is, which is really nice. Magic shooting 23 free throws, which is a rarity for them. Um, they out free throw the Bulls 23 to 20. Um, but, uh, Isaac making positive plays, I think is, is really good. Let's get to Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier also with 10 points, four assists, four turnovers, five for 13 shooting, missed all five of his three-pointers. I will say this. I'll, I'll, I'll start off with the positive, and then I think people are getting a little annoyed with me for, for defending Evan Fournier so much. I know I talked about him a little bit on Monday um, or on Tuesday's show. Evan Fournier is doing some nice things defensively. I, I thought that he was very active with his hands, did a good job deflecting passes, deflecting, uh, disrupting offensive play, uh, and generally being in the right spot and keeping his man in front of him. So I, I give Evan Fournier a lot of credit. He's, he's turned himself into, you know, I wouldn't say a plus defender quite yet. He's at least an average defender. Um, and I you know Steve Clifford has, has praised his defense, but, but Fournier is someone you can rely on defensively against secondary playmakers and secondary, ball, secondary players. Um, so that's, that's good. The issue is, yes, Evan Fournier's defense is nice, but it's really not valuable if his scoring isn't there. And it's not just that he's not scoring at an effective rate, that he's not being efficient with a shooting. Um, you know, certainly missing all five of his three-pointers is not good. The Magic need that shooting, need that three-point shooting. Um, what's more frustrating is the decision-making. Four turnovers from Evan Fournier in this game. Not going to get the job done. And and yeah, Evan's not the most comfortable creator and ball handler, um, but he's still got to make smart decisions with his passes. And, you know, one play in particular within a tie game, Magic have the ball in control, you know, coming up on a minute to play. Evan Fournier misses a wide open. Nikola Vucevic tries to dribble into traffic where three guys surround him, loses the ball, and, and ends up turning it over or throws the ball away. Um, these are plays, especially late in games, that cannot happen. And it's one thing to dismiss it as, you know, against Portland as a one-off thing because Fournier is a pretty good shooter in clutch situations you know, throughout his career. This is a, this is becoming a pattern now. This is a second time. And, and his shot selection is not great. He'll come off screens just kind of firing, um, which which isn't good either. Um, you know, it, it's, it still feels like Evan Fournier is still trying to find a place in his offense. I, I know... You know, he's coming off of coming back from that personal matter. Um, you know, leaving uh, leaving Orlando a few day, uh, yesterday to or Wednesday to to play in Thursday's game, rejoining his teammates, missing some practice time. Um, but you know, when you're out on the floor, you got to hold yourself to a standard. You got to be able to put that put that aside, as difficult as it might be. It sounds like you know Fournier had a real you know real ish, issue that he had to had to resolve and take care of. Um, but I, I think that. I think that you know Fournier will get there. I have faith that that I, I'm probably the only one still. I have faith that he'll return to his 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 average. I thought he was getting there um, before Monday's game, but 
you know, it, the Magic need Evan Fournier right now, and, and and right now I don't think he's giving them everything that they want. DJ Augustin, another really solid game, 15 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 7 rebounds, just 2 assists, but uh, doing a lot of really good things for the Orlando Magic on both ends of the floor. His charge, uh, Steve Clifford said this, I agree with it completely, his charge in a tie game with about 35, 40 seconds left, saved the game. Chris Dunn went barreling into him. He took a charge, got the Magic the ball, and they were able to draw up a play and get the game-winning shot. That's all DJ Augustin, and, and defense was supposed to be his weak point. He has continued to be a solid, steady base for the team, uh, and, and the team just runs more efficiently and smoothly with him on the floor. It's just, I mean, that may not be saying much because a lot of people don't like Jaron Grant, who had a nice game as well, four points, two for two shooting, four rebounds, three assists, three steals. Um, you know, Jaron Grant, say what you want about him, is, is not a bad defender, um, although I think he struggles with point guard things. He he, it does do a good job in some areas. He's not completely useless, um, but you know certainly a big drop off from DJ Augustin. Um, but Augustin with with a fantastic game overall. Um, you know just keeping the magic steady, being a being a solid offensive outlet. The one guy who was making threes pretty consistently, him and Vucevic. Him and Vucevic had six of the Magic's eleven three point makes. So they you know they they hit shots when when other players were not, and and the Magic needed that help to to get this win. Other notable scores: Jonathan Simmons with eight. Terrence Ross with eight, Mobamba with eight as well. Um, Orlando shoots 41.5% from the floor, 18 for 23 from the foul line. They out-rebound the Bulls, 43 to 33, have nine offensive rebounds, big part of their win, 23 assists on 34 field goal makes. Uh, they win 97 to 91. The Bulls shoot 47.9%, 10 for 18 from beyond the arc. Um, and again, struggle, and they themselves struggle with turnovers with 18, helping keep the, the magic in the game. Zach Levine with 23 points. 10 for 18 shooting, 5 assists, 6 turnovers. Justin Holiday with 18 points for the Bulls as well. But all of it's not enough. The good effort from the Bulls, not enough. The Magic able to eat this one out 97-91 to 91 in Mexico City. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Heading into this game, the kind of narrative from Magic fans, I think, was that this was a must-win game. Got to end that three-game losing streak, which I agree. You got to limit losing streaks as much as you can when you're in the position the Magic are in and then take your opportunities when you get them. Against the worst team in the Eastern Conference by record, it was certainly a game the Magic wouldn't want to drop. Especially losing a home game. So this is not a, a home game that isn't at Amway Center. You still want to get that win when you're designated the home, home team. You know, Magic played an extra road game. They got a win. Pretty good. But this game had a lot of Magic fans nervous, I think. The team had been struggling, losing seven of the last ten. They were holding on to that playoff spot, but when you really look deeper into this team, they're sort of in the same spot. 
you know, last year they had 11 wins at the 27 game mark. This year they had 12. 11 and 16, 12 and 15. And last year, this time, this time of year, the Magic were just about to begin their second nine game losing streak. That would knock them completely out of the playoffs. So Magic fans were nervous that this was a return to where the team was at a few years ago, or last year. That this was a return to the frustrations and and the lack of hope that the team had quietly provided so far this year. But the Magic delivered. The Magic gutted out a victory. It wasn't pretty. It's not going to satisfy anyone. In fact, I would venture to guess that when they review film, Steve Clifford will be reviewing a lot of things they need to clean up. He will say, you know, yeah, you got the win, but you're not going to win this way very often. You were lucky to get the win in some ways. Now, I don't go for that. The Magic earned this victory. They gutted it out. They found a way. No win is not earned. Magic earned it. They took it. Last minute was the last minute of the game in a tie game the Magic stepped up to the plate and shut the Bulls out. Shut them out. Clutch situation. Defense shut them out. And their defense has a lot to be proud of in this one. But this is still a team trying to figure out its identity. This is still a team that is settling into itself and understanding what it takes to win consistently in this league. And so, yeah, I get it that a lot of Magic fans were nervous entering this one, entering this whole trip. Certainly a little frustrated the Magic gave up home games, which are supposed to be easier wins. Magic have struggled a little bit at home. They've been good on the road. And I get it. There are a lot of Magic fans not ready to believe yet. Say to those Magic fans who aren't ready to believe or aren't ready to, to say this is a playoff team, the least you can do is hold this team to the playoff standard. You may not think they'll get there, but hold them to the standard that that is their goal, which it is, which they're in the playoff race right now. And I'm not afraid to talk about it in December. That's how confident I am that this is a playoff team. Now, will they get there? I'm I'm not ready to say quite yet, but certainly I'm going to hold them to that standard. I think that's been a big message that Steve Clifford has has sent to the media through some of his his discussions, not openly, but kind of like... Between the lines, that's that's what I'm reading Steve Clifford doing a lot of the time. It's like he's trying to tell us to stop stop looking for moral victories. Hold them to the standard. Hold them to the same standard I'm holding them to. And so that's what I intend to do. But this, So this game was important in that it ended a losing streak. And ending losing streaks is vital. But this game was still just like any other. It wasn't a turning point. If the Magic had lost this game, it would have been bad... You know, maybe we do some soul-searching again, but we don't push the panic button. I don't think you can push the panic button until you see where the Magic are at after this upcoming homestand. So so by the end of the month, I kind of said by the end of this Mexico City trip, we'd know where the Magic stood. You know, I think we have a small idea. By the end of the month, for sure, we will know where this team is at. Because January gets very tough, especially the beginning of January. But ultimately, no matter what you thought or how you felt about this game and its importance, the Magic did the one thing that matters. They won. 
They didn't prove anything. They didn't fit any narrative. They won. Ugly, dirty, grinding, gutsy, whatever adjective you want to use to describe it. They won. They took care of their business. And that's all that matters in the end. That's really the most important thing. And wins come in all shapes and sizes as we're discovering. They can be beautiful 120-point blowouts. They can be close, hard-fought contests. They can be ugly and in the mud. And the Magic have to show that they can win any type of style. Thursday night, they didn't have their best game. Thursday night, they were sloppy. But when the chips came down, when the Bulls made their run, when the Bulls took the lead by four, Orlando responded. They found a way. They got to the foul line, something they never do. They went to their best player, and he delivered. No, this game was not a turning point one way or the other. No, I'm not confident to tell you the Magic are going to make the playoffs today after this win. Just like if they had lost, I'm not confident to say the Magic won't make the playoffs. It's one game. And the Magic are still in a bit of a rut. Still have a lot of growth and development to go this year. And Saturday's the first step. But the Magic are in it. They're in the grind. At least Thursday night, they ground their way to a victory. I want to thank you very much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Just search for Locked on Magic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com, including a look at Jonathan Isaac and his contributions back in the starting lineup for this team. We'll have plenty more to come up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com too as we get ready for Saturday's game against the Utah Jazz. We'll have a complete recap of that game on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. Remember to follow Orlando Magic Daily during the game as well for updates and analysis throughout the weekend. But until Monday, I want to wish you all a happy weekend. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 